Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, uh, January 12th, and we're back in school for our third day. And and for our third day, I am so thrilled to welcome to Kingdom Culture Conversations Dr. Glenn Schultz. And, and the man, literally a legend in Christian education. Uh, he's written some of the seminal works that have helped uh, direct Christian schools and Christian educators, Christian homes, uh, towards the true and deeper meanings of what biblical integration what kingdom education, which is literally the name of his book, what kingdom education uh, looks like, and and so, Dr. Schultz, I am so thrilled that you're you're here with us today. I'm I'm glad that you're back with us for. I couldn't let you go. Well, that, <laughs> that's fine. I, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, we're very, very grateful. And, and I want to turn our attention now to uh, your blog. And I've mentioned this before, folks. If if you have never, it, maybe you've never even heard of Kingdom Education Ministries, uh, Dr. Schultz, will you talk about that website real quick? KingdomEducationMinistries.com. And uh, I have a weekly blog, and it's public. So you'll yep. see a tab with blogs, and you, you can go and you can sign up, or you can email me through it, and uh, we'll get you signed up where you'd receive them. Yeah, and our families are learning this week that the school has purchased for each of them a subscription uh, in which they are now able to get beyond the pay gate of kingdomeducation.com, and they're able to get into some of the, the content that really is going to be rich with resources. But don't don't neglect this blog because this blog is, is essentially your weekly uh, thoughts, your weekly reactions to so many different things that are happening in the news. And and I think it's such a such a critical critical piece. There's there's a and that's what I want to reflect on today. There's a recent um, blog that in, included a jaw dropping statement that you wrote, and I'm going to quote it here and ask you to illuminate this statement a bit. Um, I think it's incredibly important. Um, that our families, teachers, and students understand what you've written here. Uh, in that, that blog, and I think the blog post, what was the name of that blog post? I think it was... The Insidious Danger of Secular yeah, Education. Yeah, The Insidious Danger of Secular Education. And, well, it, let's, let's, talk, let's stop there for a minute. What would you describe as that insidious danger? The blog actually defines the, the term insidious, and then it, it 
uses that to qualify that insidious danger. What do you see as the the insidious danger of public education? Well, and and I I'm a little bit different from a lot of people. The insidious danger is not necessarily public education, but secular education. Sec- there you go. Because public is just a place. Yeah. Uh, public schools are places, but our public schools are secular. You know, and that's I think there's a there's a, a point to be made there because we can say public education, we can say private education, we can even say Christian education, but are we being careful enough to make sure that secular doesn't cross the lines? Into yes, because because I've seen secular philosophy of education in public schools, in Christian schools, in private schools, in yeah. charter schools. So. So I, the the danger is in secular education, and and the insidious danger is there is a worldview that they want to take students' minds captive of, and it's it's hidden there. It's hidden in textbooks. You don't you don't see it because it's subtly written a lot of times, but but it it really is what Paul warned the Colossian Christians about in Colossians 2.8, be careful, don't be taken captive by false ideas that follow human thinking, if I wanted to paraphrase that, yeah. and not Christ or the Word. And and I think that's the danger that that we think, no, they're just going there to get neutral academics. <laughs> There's no such thing as neutral academics. No. Because, for example, I had one of my children asked me once, uh, he's, a, he's an army chaplain, so they get transferred all over the place. He says, what happens if there's no Christian schools and we can't homeschool? If I put my child in a secular school, I don't want that teacher to teach beliefs. I don't want them to put their beliefs in math. I just want them to teach math neutrally. And I said, if you teach any math fact as it being neutral, that's filled with value. You're saying God is irrelevant to math. Mm. That's dangerous. So if God's irrelevant to math, then the child can decide what other areas of life is God irrelevant to. So, so we've got to understand that nothing is neutral. Uh, parents, uh, every class that your child sits in, no matter where they go to school, every lesson in church, everything you teach at home, you are communicating your worldview, your beliefs and values. And you, your child, according to Scripture, Luke 640, will be like their teachers when they're fully trained. And so we've got to understand that is that insidious danger in secular education that it's not about the facts. It's about the beliefs and values that are also taught. And that brings us back to that quote, that that quote you, you wrote. Uh, now, there is no question that public education uh, has become completely secularized since its inception in the 1800s. However, private, charter, Christian, and even homeschools can also provide children with a secular education. That's exactly what you're saying here. In fact, the home, church, and Christian school can, and in many cases, have embraced a secular philosophy of education. When that takes place in an institution that claims to be Christian, the same insidious, I would argue even more insidious, when when a student is is in a position where or a family is is trusting, okay, this must be okay because they've they've slapped the label Christian on it. Uh, the danger there is especially ripe. Yes, because you know now now again you can have teachers who love Jesus, yeah, 
and they're born again, and you can have the chapels and you can have the Bible. But at the same time, it goes back to Frank Abeline and his book, you know, The Pattern of God's Truth, back in the 50s and 60s, where he said the Bible has to control all departments of education yep. of our schools. And, and uh, you know, uh, again, I think it was uh, Kevin Swanson in his book, uh, Update, uh, he, he said God's word should literally be in our kids' faces all day long. If you look at Deuteronomy 6, that's really what it says. Yeah. It's going to be on their foreheads, on their wrists, on their gates, in their house. And, you know, it's, it's, it should be in their faces. And, and he puts it, I, I, I can't quote it specifically, but he says God's word should not be something that they run into on a Sunday morning in a religious exercise. And in a Christian school, I would say the same thing. God's word shouldn't be something that they just run into in a chapel service or spiritual emphasis week. They should run into it every class that they go to, every practice that they have as an athletic team, every fine arts performance. God's word should really confront them and bathe them regardless of it. And and when you put that word Christian on, Parents think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. In fact, I find that the world holds Christian education to a higher standard than what Christians themselves wow. do. Wow, that I'm going to I'm going to hit the pause button right there. That's a statement. Can you well illuminate that for I, me? I, I can remember when I first went to Sherwood Christian Academy. We had two campuses, and they had these uh, posts where you could put like a twenty by twelve foot banner out front and they would put different things you know and i said well let's put our core values out there and the first one i chose was our core value of christlikeness and i said you know sherwood christian academy core value is christlikeness and i quoted first john 2 6 he that names the name of christ ought to walk as he walked well i'll tell you what i i had some parents contact us after they came to some of our ball games and said, you've got banners out in front saying you're Christ-like. Is that what you fans were like in the stands <laughs> and how they treated our players? <laughs> and, and, you know, oh, after no. fine arts production, I had some unsaved people who had attended come up and say, you know, we wonder about this Christ-likeness. Uh, we didn't see that in, in something that had taken place. And so, I, I mean, when you... Go and name the name of Christ. <laughs> You're putting yourself at a high standard. But it's all the more reason to to make sure that we've emblazoned God's word. That's right. Not just on the pillars, not just on the posts, but in the lessons and in every classroom and in every team. Yep. You know, because I think we we as I shared with you earlier, we are uh, like for example in football, we have the the blessed opportunity to play up a couple of divisions, and so most of the schools that we play within our division, I want to say I think all of the the schools that we play within our division are are not Christian schools, and so every Friday night we're representing the name of Christ to the community, and and that's not something I, I shy from, and and at the same time we need to recognize it's not something that we always nail. And I think that's one of the things I want our community to see, too, is a humility to recognize that. Because on one end of the football field, it actually we've emblazoned this this notion. Um, he must, in, in the words of John the Baptist, mm-hmm. he must increase, I must decrease. Amen. And that's a, that's a lifelong journey. 
Well, you know, when you take 1 Corinthians 10.31, very familiar verse, you know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do. Yeah. Now, that pretty much covers everything. (laughs) Do all to the glory of God. Yeah. And we memorize those verses. But when you ask someone, well, what, what do you do to glorify God? What does that mean? They struggle, you know. Does it mean if you score a touchdown and point to heaven, you've glorified God? <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I was reading some works by Dr. Gary Enrig, and, and he gave a definition of what it means to glorify God, that it was one of those things that stopped me in my tracks. And he said this, to glorify God is to live your life in such a way that God's character is displayed and his praise is increased. Wow. And, and when you think about that, when, when that referee makes the bad call that causes you to lose the game, how do the players and parents and even fans folks, actually respond? Folks, I'm going to interrupt him. He doesn't even know about that post and butte game. He, <laughs> oh, this is, this is awkward. This is well, awkward. You know, I, I bring up athletics because I, I, I was an athlete. Yeah. And I was a fan. And, and I made these mistakes. But do we respond in a way that reflects and displays God's character, even in those tough situations. You know, and and so, uh, you know, God doesn't take his glory lightly. In fact, I think it's in Isaiah where he says, I do not give my glory to anyone else. Mm. So if we're not glorifying God, he's not going to bless us. So we've got to understand when we take on the name of Christian education, it's got to be thoroughly biblical, yeah, and and it and it's got to be in the home and in the church and in the school. It, it can't just be the school, mom and dad, it, because what I find is, if you send your child to a Christian school because what they're going to teach you, but you live differently at home, they will reject what the Christian school teaches and they'll model what you do at home. Yeah. Amen. And and we've got to understand if if I want my children to love God's word, they've got to see me love God's word. Yeah. No matter what I tell them, they have to see us yeah. in God's word. That's right. Making it a priority. And and I always tell kids the same thing because it's you know it's part of the education process is that we're gonna and I actually am this is kind of uh, maybe sadistic but I, I look forward to those disciplinary episodes with students. I I hate to say this but I I look forward to those moments where they blow it because they're gonna produce in their minds a memory that they will forever recall. They're right. gonna when I sit down with a student that's blown it gloriously. Uh, maybe on a and this happened uh, this this year on the football field again, where where a student made a mistake, said did something that that forever uh, he will recall, and and just sat with that student, and I said, listen, here's what you need to know: on your best day, you are a sinner saved by grace. On your worst day, which you may have feel like you just lived, but on your worst day, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And that's what God's Word says about us. And and it's when we know that as parents, it's when we know that as teachers, it's when we live that, that our students see it. And one of the things I think we should point out here is sometimes our kids think we're perfect and we don't face the temptations they do. Mm. And and. When we make mistakes, we don't ever go back and correct them in front of our kids. Yeah. And we need to. If you want to really improve your authority with students, with children, 
admit your mistakes when you make them in front of them. Yeah. And ask for forgiveness. It, it doesn't cause you to lose respect. You will gain their respect. I, uh, I, I can say that from experience because I've made a lot of mistakes. People say, boy, you've got some wisdom. I said, well, wisdom is just being the oldest person in the room and making the most mistakes <laughs> and surviving. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, listen, in closing for our parents, and and again, Dr. Schultz, I want to say thank you for being on our campus. Thank you for taking the time uh, to to tape three of these episodes for our families, for our students, for uh, folks, whether you're part of Northwest Christian School on the ground, whether you're part of Northwest Christian School online, whether you're part of the Frameworks uh, program, or or maybe you just stumbled across this podcast. This is this has been a really uh, a rare treat to spend time with Dr. Schultz. Uh, but I want to say thank you. But in addition, in closing, for our parents who are daily at war with cultural forces that are competing for the attention in the minds of their children, what encouragement would you offer? A couple things. Number one, you are your child's parent. Mm. God has put you there. Yep. You have that authority. In fact, you can say no <laughs> to some things on the media uh, and social media and the Internet. Y- you have to exercise your authority. Uh, I-, I think sometimes parents feel, I, I can't. It's too big. I-, I-, I wish I was that person or th- this person. Their kids No, God has given your children, you as a parent, and, and you're the best ones to do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you've got to keep that. But that means you've got to what we shared on, on one of the earlier uh, podcasts, that it's time for you to choose a biblical worldview yourself and let it remake you so you have something to give them. And the second thing is uh, something I share, not just to parents, but to teachers, church leaders, every Christian who's listening. Uh, when I was at Sherwood, uh, of course, it's known more for its movies, Facing the Giants and Courageous and Fireproof and things like this. Yes, that's the church that did it. But it, the reason why that was done, and Albany, Georgia, was the fourth poorest city in the country while I was there. Huh. A lot of racial strife and things like that. Why would a church have a Christian school and a sports recreation park and, and do these movies? And it was because of a quote of our pastor who he said it so much (laughs) that literally they put it on a huge banner and it's in the church atrium and it's still on the wall today. And it simply says this, whoever wants the next generation the most will get them. What I say to every Christian, it's time that we stand and we say we want our children more than the world. Wow. And we are not going to let the world have them anymore. That is what I'm committing the rest of my years in ministry to, is going around challenging parents, uh, church leaders, Christian school educators. It's time we take a stand and say, no more world. We want our children more than you. Amen. Well, better words to conclude this podcast, I cannot imagine. So Dr. Schultz, again, 
uh, thank you. Thank you for not just uh, the time with us today, uh, but the enduring impact that you've had on Northwest Christian School and Christian education, the world the world as a whole. So thank you very, very much. And, and folks, thank you for listening to Kingdom Culture Conversations. Have a great Wednesday as we charge into the, the second semester of the 21-22 school year. West Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.